Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Rizzio, founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their destiny, create a life based on freedom. This is Asked and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And I am so excited today because I get to talk to Michelle P.W., and we're talking about creating your message of love. Welcome, Michelle. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So I always like to, you know, start with a very small question. What has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? It's a little question, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one of the things that my soul has shared with me is that um, I need to be I need to be putting my own work out into the world. For so long, I was supporting others because, well, I mean, and and that's part of what I'm supposed to do too. Don't get me wrong, but I was hiding behind it. And I think, I think other, you know, service providers probably can relate to a certain extent. You know, you want to be the girl in the, in the back of the room, you know, take handing out name tags. And um, when you're really not supposed to be the girl in the back room hanging out name, name tags. So anyways, I think that the, the more that I've actually, um, put my own creativity first and, uh, and put my own message out there, the happier I have been and the more fulfilled I've been and the more I've been able to do everything. When I don't do that is when I start to get overwhelmed and stressed and burnout and all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, I think that, I think it's a falsity. Like we are handing out name tags, but there's something bigger inside of us that knows that we're supposed to be out in front. Right. And there's that push pull. And I think it's really important that that's the moment where you get to tune in and, and not just create your message of love, but also hear it for yourself first. I think so often people aren't really embodying or listening to that message within and they're focused externally, right? So the first thing is you listen to it for yourself. And then how do we go about creating that message of love? Like what does that look like and how can we do it, you know, still heart-centered without feeling icky? Right. And icky is a technical term, by the way. That is very technical. (laughs) So, yeah, I agree. I think that's the, um, I think that's really what, what I was, what I was seeing is that there's a certain, um, there's a certain security or safety or, or whatever, when you're in that sort of support role, because then if you're out in front, the problem of course is, um, you could fail and then everybody would see, and that's terribly scary. But the reality of the situation is a lot of us know that that's what we're supposed to do. And, um, and we're, and part of the journey is if we do fail is learning how to get back up. So, okay. So we're, we're not so fa- afraid of failure, right? Yes. And how do then do we step up and start to craft that message? So I think a lot of people also think, well, you know, are people going to get me? Are people going to really understand what I have to offer? Are people going to, you know, am I going to be rejected? How do we start to overcome those hidden messages of non-love or not so hidden? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, it's, 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 it's the the bad news with my answer is that it's kind of a lifelong dream. Of course. Something that you're going to get off and go, whoa, I'm cured. Um, So 
but what I will say is that when you are on your path, when you are listening to your, to, to your soul and doing what your soul is guiding you to do, it's a lot easier. Now, I will admit, like if you're listening to your soul and then you, and you still, and the first thing that happens is you have a, a great big, huge failure and fall flat on your face. You can feel like, what on earth is going on? But um, you're going to be drawn to, to, to stand back up again. And if you just rely on that, you can rely on that, that resilience to getting back up. And then in terms of crafting your, your message of love, a very simple way to do that, and this you can do actually right after we're done, um, is to write a love letter to your ideal clients. And just to, 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 to really think about who you're meant to serve, who you're meant to, to help, and, you know, just spend a few minutes and really just see, if you can just see one person, that's great. If you see a few, that's okay. But I mean, one-to-one one, one to one is always better. And then write a letter to them, that, you know, that how, how you know, you know, what the, what they're, what's keeping them up at night, what their hopes are, what their dreams are, what they're, what they're afraid of, what they're really looking for you to, to do. And then just really describe it in that loving, connecting language, because you are reaching out to them and you're connecting with them. You're not trying to sell them anything because the reality situation is, um, you know, they might, they might be your ideal clients, but they might not be in the right place at this moment in time. So you're just planting the seeds now for when they are in the right place. So the idea is just to, to connect and the surrender that when the right time is, is when the time is right, then then that's what's going to happen, and the connection will be made. And then the other thing that I do want to add, and I know I know this is one of those things that it's easier to say and it's a lot easier to do, but the reality of the situation is, the more you are, the more magnetic you become to your ideal clients, the more you will, you'll repel other people. So the more comfortable you can get in a situation where you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And there's just going to be people that are just not going to like you. Um, and that's okay. Because the more you can really step into being, you know, shining brightly for your, your tribe, uh, the more magnetic your, your, the, the writing will be. And the, the better it's all going to be. And it's, it's a lot better to do it that way than to try to please everybody. Because if you try to please everyone, I guarantee you're going to always struggle. But if you just try to please your ideal clients and not worry about everybody else, you're going to be in a much better position. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I think so often, um, you know, we, we're not looking at that kind of ideal matchup. And you, can, you craft a letter, even if it's to a community member, those kind of the, the, some of those questions you're going to ask might be different. But I think so often we're, we're trying to fit our puzzle piece into someone's puzzle rather than sitting and going, I am love, I am the perfect puzzle piece. Hey, and if you want to come on board with me, I'm mixing metaphors, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, then great. And if not, that's okay. I, you know, I know my kind of, I call my ideal client, my spiritual renegade, those people that aren't going to do it like anyone else does it. And I also have a tell, which is something in poker that lets, you know, it's like a little hidden kind of cheat sheet with inside of me to say, yep, this is my ideal client or it's not. And that doesn't mean that my ideal client is always going to say, yes, sign me up. But I also know that I'm dating them. Like, this is yes. not about, you know, like, this is a relationship. So I'll, I'll share with everyone my cheat sheet. So my ideal client is a Sally or a Linus from Peanuts. And I just ask my soul which Peanut character this is. And then my soul gives me an image. And Linus 
or Sally, I know that they're for me. If it's, um, if it's a Charlie Brown, I'm of service, I'm there, I'm present during that discovery session, but I know they're not for me. They're just not. And then if it's a Lucy, which comes up occasionally, they could possibly be my client, but I know they're going to try to pull that football out from underneath me. And I know, <laughs> right? So I'm prepared for it. Woodstock, I never work with a Woodstock. They're what I call crazy, and I just don't deal with crazy. So I've adapted and honed it inside. Wait, 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 what about Snoopy? I was waiting for Snoopy. Snoopy, Snoopy never comes up. I don't even have a... No, Snoopy's just, never come. Never <laughs> come up. Um, so, you know, that just allows a, a deeper awareness within. And then that allows me to attract exactly who... Because all of you are listening going, yeah, totally a Linus from Totally Sally. Someone's going, I'm a Snoopy. Hello. Right. right? <laughs> Maybe you need to set up a time and talk to you just so Snoopy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So I think this is really important because what you're talking about is not just crafting a message externally of love, right? You're also crafting the message internally. So yes. you have to love, you have to offer yourself deep love and acceptance prior to even offering or writing that love letter to your clients. Don't you agree? Yes. And you also have to be able to sit in your own emotions. And this is part of being loving too, is being able to sit in your own uncomfortable emotions. Because the more you can hold space for your ideal client as they're working through on the phone, whether or not they want to say yes or not, or they do say yes and and they, you know, they have to work it out, you know, the like the logistics or telling their spouse or finding the money or whatever it is. But uh, you know, the problem is, is, if you are not comfortable in your own emotions, you're going to race through that process. And because you, you, you are going to try to make it feel better, like maybe you're going to lower the price, or maybe you're going to, you're going to take the pressure off somehow. Um, and that's not, that's not serving. So the, the best thing you can do is to really hold that space in a way that's, that's non-attachment that you can sit there, you can let them make the decision. If they decide, yes, that's great. If they decide, no, that's fine too. You know, everything is going to work out for the best. And just be so confident in your message that you're getting out there that, you know, that even if the, the, the call wasn't right for this one, you know, you were meant to, to speak, uh, you know, who knows why, maybe that person's going to tell somebody, maybe they'll come back a year later, who knows. Um, but it's all good. And, and then just get ready for the next call. Beautiful. So what has been the burning question that you've been asking your soul and whatever you call your higher power lately? So um, I, so the probably it's probably really around um, my next fiction book. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I, 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 I'm just finishing up uh, book five and I've got, I know that I'm supposed to write a three book series to sum it up. And so just to, in case you're wondering where the fiction came through, I've, I'm, I'm now um, become more eclectic. So I do have copywriting, I have the copywriting company. I also help people with their books. I have nonfiction books and then I also have fiction books. So I've got uh, uh, five anywhere between five and seven published, depending on when you're listening to this. So, um, and so I know there's supposed to be a three book arc after this, and I know it's supposed to be three and I've had some glimpses, but it hasn't, hasn't come together yet. So the soul hasn't, and I'm just, 
I'm thinking that I, I'm, I'm supposed to wait, uh, you know, well, obviously I'm supposed to wait, otherwise I'd have it. So I'm trying to trust the process of waiting because I'm not very good at that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what is, uh, how do people get in touch with you? Give out your website. Address. So michellepw.com is probably the best place to start because that has the links everywhere. So whatever you're looking for, for help, whether it's help with writing your book or marketing your book or copy and marketing, or you just want to read a good fiction book, um, the links are all on michellepw.com so you can find them. Beautiful. And my last question is, if you were a magnet on what you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Uh, Eclectic, but lovable. (laughs) that? And see, I call that highly creative, right? (laughs) Highly creative people don't just stick to one thing. They, you know, kind of mess with a whole bunch of amazing stuff. And I think that what you get to, when when everyone, I say they're highly creative, I go, okay, so what's the big theme? Because they always have the big theme, even though the delivery systems are different. So I love that. Yeah, that's true. I do have a, I do have a, um, I do have big themes that I'm, I'm realizing, and one of them is this whole idea around emotions, and feeling your emotions. Because in copywriting, you know, in the sort of the nonfiction world, I speak more directly to it, like what we just heard, but in the fiction world. I have decided that the role of art is to create a safe container. It doesn't matter what art it is. It could be a composition or a dance move or a, or a fiction book. Um, but it's to create a safe container to feel the emotions. So it's actually two sides of, every, of, 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 the, of the same coin. Love it. I went to art school and uh, my teacher said that art was to do two things. One, to help you see something you've never seen before. And to, to help you see something that you've already seen, but in a new way. Yes. I find that, I love your definition as well. So thank you so much, Michelle, for spending time with us today and for sharing your wisdom. Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Yay. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul with Jennifer Rizzio. Please feel free to share this community, uh, this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, leave a review, download, rate. You can contact me directly or any of my guests, and please feel free to do so. But most importantly, remember that you're not just finding your connection, you are your connection. So bye for now. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.